Okay, we begin another day, Baruch Hashem, another day, a new day, a new life, a new everything, a new mind, a new everything. We have to, we have to learn how to start new, we have to learn how to start fresh, we have to learn how to think, we have to learn how to change our thinking, we have to learn to always strengthen our thoughts to be positive thoughts, and to have gratitude, to be thankful. And we begin with the purity of speech. We begin with the Chavetz Chaim, because HaChaim V'Amaves, page 143, 144 we're going to do. I'm, I'm going to see if we're going to do this. We're going to do, yeah. My wife told me the other day that after I started doing the Chavez, my Rebbe said he does it every week. So my daughter said, five minutes a day, I won't talk to Right. And beautiful. Like, Every day they come over to me, they're like, our five minutes started. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Amazing. Amazing. Beautiful, Rabbi Tzvi. Implementing. That what? I said, I don't want to the family on Shabbos. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so here we go. Um, so thank you, Rabbi Tzvi. So the pshat is, is that, is that we want to, as much as we can, we want to train our brains. We want to try and train your brain to think positively. You want to train your thoughts to think the thoughts that you want to think. And, and speech, and the way a person speaks, is an outgrowth of his thoughts and what goes in your head. So when a person begins by being thankful and a, and a person begins focusing on positive and seeing all the good that he has, seeing all the good that's in the world, seeing all the good that's in others, then it leads him, and especially when you start your day with purity of speech, to talk about the things that we don't want to, we don't want to talk negatively about people. So what usually happens when you're forced and you don't talk negatively about people, so what happens is, is that it forces you to fix yourself. And it forces that negativity to realize that you have to fix the negativity within yourself. Because as long as the person outside of you is the problem, so then how am I going to fix the problem? When he changes, then I'll be okay. As long as he changes, then I'm fixed. But when a person realizes that he doesn't have to change anything, I'm the one who has to change. He doesn't have to change, I have to change. So then a person begins to truly live his life. Then a person begins to not rely on other people. Right, let's see the story he brings. It is known that the Chavetz Chaim would travel from city to city to sell his farm. Thank you so much. Um, he once came to a certain city whose roads he was unfamiliar with and therefore hired a bacher to show him the way around the city. He assured that bacher in advance how much he would pay him for his service. As they neared one of the houses, the Bacher said, in this house lives a wealthy Jew, but he is very stingy. It's best that we don't even bother going to him. As soon as he uttered these words, the Chavetz Chaim paid the Bacher the full amount and sent him on his way. I love this story. Wow, I never heard the story. Lashon was so despicable to him that he wanted to have no further contact with such a person. Despite the fact that the Chavetz Chaim was losing money, and the Bacha promised to do tshuva. He did not change his mind. That's how important it is that we feel towards someone who habitually 
speaks Lashon Hara. Do not, you don't want to have any further contact with that person. Now let's just be very clear. Obviously, <coughs> you don't have to cause, you don't have to have enemies from this. But if you really, truly don't want to speak Lashon Hara, then you will not put yourself in a predicament. You're not going to put yourself in a situation where anybody near you is talking Lashon Hara. And the second someone's talking Lashon Hara, you say, I'm out. I'm not interested. I don't want to hear. I'm not interested in being involved in this conversation. And I'm, I'm not interested in speaking about other people. Okay, question, comments? And then we'll go to, to the halacha. Okay? Question, comments? We're good? Yeah. Um, yeah. Not the question on the time, but like, how are we supposed to act until we did it? Everybody's talking about Sahara, so like we condemn them, we're done, we're never like going to give them enough to grow and change it. I don't know, I got it. He really promised to be true, but he didn't want to. Yeah, okay. That he what? The thing, and you, right? But he spoke about Sahara, he's done. Right. I'm not Makabal, I'm not Makabal. Not Makabal that. I'm not Makabal. Okay, so you got to stay away from those people. We don't make room for people who are working themselves? Again, everyone has to know themselves. Not, not at the expense, not at your expense, no. Not if it's hurting you. It's not saying that, it's not saying that you can't help other people. But if it's hurting you, so yeah, if it's hurting you. Listen, the Chavetz Chaim didn't have to, I don't know, you don't know the predicaments, the Chavetz Chaim loved Jews more than we'll ever love a Jew. Right. So I'm saying, and the Chavetz Chaim understood the, the potential and the power of a Jew more than we'll understand. So the Kasha on the, on the story exactly why he didn't talk to him and why he wasn't Makarov, so we don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But, 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 but I, th- I think especially us, Right? Especially us, we're in a liberal world, where we're in a very liberal world, and everything is mutter and mutter and mutter. It's okay for a person to say, "I am not." You, again, you don't want, you don't have to hurt someone's feelings, but you could say, "I'm not associating with someone who talks lashon hara." Absolutely, I'm with that. People who aren't interested. Right. Right. Yeah, good. So someone who's interested, so he's interested a hundred percent. Somebody who says, "Listen, okay, I messed up." Whatever it is. But the point is, the point is, the point is, um, if, uh, it, on, on what you're saying, Shlomo Zalman, right, the point is, if a person would look at Lashon Hara for what it is, right, if somebody would go ahead and someone beats somebody up, and you say, oh, okay, I got to go in there. I'm not hanging around with somebody, you know, who every time he's upset at someone, pulls out a, a pole and whacks someone in the head. You say, whoa, I'm not getting near that guy. But we don't look at Lashon Hara like that. We look at Lashon Hara, okay, Mesader, it's not a big deal. If we would really look at Lashon Hara as strong as it really is, then, then, then it, would, it, would, it would cause us, we would, oh, right, exactly. We'd be like, correct, correct, exactly, correct. Yes. Make, and, and I didn't make that up myself. It says, Make, uh, the pasuk, the pasuk says, "Maka re'eu baseter." That is talking about lashon hara, because you're literally, you're. It's worse. It's worse because you're hitting someone. You're hitting someone. You're hitting a lot of people. You're affecting a lot of people. Right. That's why I said the example. 
The example I've given, when people go to a house, if somebody saw, if someone came as a guest to someone's house, and he's sitting at the table, and suddenly the father stands up and pulls out a bat and starts whacking somebody in the family, you, you would go back for a meal? No way. You would never go back for a meal. Lush, that's what Lush and Hara is. So you're sitting at a table, and people are talking Lush and Hara, just what they're doing is they're taking out bats and they're whacking people. So go, we say, ah, it's okay. No, it's not okay. You destroy people's lives. Destroy people's lives. Yes, who had a, a Yisrael? Right, exactly. If you're in a situation one-on-one with someone you should have, like, covered with a Rebbe or a parent or something like that, and obviously you want to try to switch the conversation to go down that route, does this person have, can you say that parent, I don't want to have a conversation like Right, that? so it depends what your relationship with your parents are. It depends how you say it. It depends a lot of things, and, and you have to be careful. It's very difficult. When it comes to a parent or it comes to a family member, when it comes to something like that, it's very, very hard. It's very hard. You could say, listen, we're learning Hilchus Lashon Hara. I just want to tell you, but you might not know. Again, it depends on your relationship. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Here's Hashem, you'll get married. Here's Hashem, you'll get married, and you'll have around your table, you'll talk the Hilchus Lashon Hara, you'll say the Hilchus Lashon Hara, and then whoever comes to your table will know, whoa, this guy is... And like we've said many times, everyone knows people get an energy and a feeling who's interested in hearing about other people and who's not interested in hearing about People know clearly, and it's very easy to change the subject. Very easy to change the subject when people say, okay, you know, let's talk about something else. And people get it very clearly, you know, where you're standing. Yes? Uh, I just went with the Huda race yesterday on Olamidos that even if someone like sins, yeah. Someone makes a mistake. Right. You still have to be compassionate and 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 love them and love them even more if they're like even if they're doing bad to you. So I would think maybe also applies to this also like even if like it's the hardest thing. I don't, I don't even know if I believe this, but like if someone's like saying lashnar at a table is very uncomfortable for you. Like you still have to like in your head right so that's a great point so Shomazaman was mentioning that that's a very so Ari's saying a good point you have to also know yourself very well you have to know yourself right it's like the guy who's doing Kirov and he's friendly with his friends I don't want to leave my friends because I don't want to be judgmental my friends yeah and they're and they're hurting you and they're doing bad things and they're doing stupid things but you're maybe afraid to step aside and to be alone Vaivasar Yaakov Levado this week's Parsha to be great, you have to be alone. You have to be able to step alone. So yes, you don't want to be in there sitting at a table where people are talking Lush and Hara and you're sitting there saying, Russia, 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 Russia. But you have to ask yourself, what am I doing at the table? Why am I still sitting here? Why am I laughing when they're putting down somebody else? You have to question yourself, right? And, and, and wonder why I'm in that situation. How do I get out of this situation? Why am I in the same situation? If you're with your roommates, or you're in a room and you constantly see yourself hanging out with those people and the Lush and Hara keeps on coming up, you have to ask yourself, what am I doing? Why am I, why do I keep on putting myself in a situation? You're right. If Stam, you happen to be in a place, so you say, okay, Hashem put me there. But usually we, 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 um, you know, we repeat our deficiencies on that. Okay. 
let's let's talk about the halacha. The halacha is obviously to a non-Jew, right? You're not allowed to speak lashonara to a non-Jew, which is terrible, right? You can't talk about a Jew to a non-Jew. The danger of talking lashonara to a non-Jew is much worse than talking about a Jew. Why? Because another Jew has a mitzvah to don lekafschus and not believing the lashonara. So. If you go ahead and you say something bad to somebody, that person doesn't have to believe you. And like we're going to learn, when you believe Lashon Hara, you really are giving power to the person who's saying Lashon Hara. But when you say Lashon Hara to a guy, a guy doesn't have any concept of donning lekafschus, and he has no concept of not believing. So what does he do? He will automatically believe your words, and he will... Make and that, that will cause the other Jew untold, not the other Jew, will cause your, the Jew untold harm. One who talks Lashon Hara to a non Jew also may fall under the category of an informer and he's Mechalel Shame Shemayim. That's Hilchas Lashon Hara, Ches, and Yud Beis. So that's something a person has to be very careful with. Like Question, huge, comments. Like huge right, correct. Right, correct. <laughs> It's terrible. It's terrible. So talking against another Jew to a guy, again, is because the, the guy doesn't have a mitzvah to don lekatzchus, and he's going to for sure believe you. He doesn't know there's a halacha, I'm not believing you. Yes, yeah. Great question. That's a great, great question. He says, let's say the non-Jew is a therapist, and you're talking to the therapist about your father, your mother, your cousin, your brother? That's a great question. It's a great question. Yeah, well, Toelis, we'll learn about Toelis. It's, it's hard. That's, that's a great question. Maybe, therefore, you prefer to go to a, or even even more, let's say it's a Jew who's, uh, who doesn't know the Hilchus Lashon Hara as a psychologist. Yeah. Great question. I don't know. It's a great question. That's very, very good. That's why you need a good psychologist, someone who understands, you know, you need a, someone who's Jewish, who's from, who knows Hilchus Lashon Hara as a psychologist. And he knows what to be macabre and what not to be macabre. And he knows what's it all really about you, as opposed to a secular Jew or Lahavzal Agai who's going to listen to you and say, oh, these Jews, you know. They're crazy. Yeah, very good point, Yaakov. I'd like to ask somebody about that. That's a great, that's like a, uh, that's like a Torah Masora convention question. That's like a, uh, no, I'm serious. It's a great question. I like it. I, just from learning Hilchus Lashon Hara with everybody here, I would say that it's probably better to go to a, a from Jew as a therapist for that reason. For that reason, it's very important to go to a, somebody who knows Makbed on the halachas. Okay, beautiful. Great point, Yaakov. Amazing point. Shkoch. Yeah, yeah. Shkoch, Yaakov. Great point. I love it. See, you see how you can learn so much. You learn so much. Yeah, someone had a... Okay, Hashem should help us all. Yes. Oh, he's saying a guy. He's going to go. Yeah, we're a secular Jew. 
Halahavdu doesn't know the halacha, so 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 you're he's going to be macabre. You don't know. You don't know what he, how he's going to look at things. It's a very good point. <coughs> okay, beautiful. Hashem should help each and every one of us. Hashem should help all of us. We should, yes, Shimmy. Right, but that's you. That's on me. I agree. No, one second. For me to to vent is fine because I'm not going to, to to put down, you know, whatever my father, my mother, my family, my whatever you're putting down. But they, but if they're going to, I know. But he's saying, but if they're going to receive it not in a proper way, right? If I'm venting to someone, so it's good that I'm venting to someone. But if the person who I'm venting to is going to take that in a negative way, then I can't vent to them. I can't vent to someone who's then going to be macabre, whatever I'm saying about the person I'm saying. You have to vent to someone who's going to say, oh, I know, Shimmy, I know you're going through a hard time. And he's not going to right away believe whatever you're saying. He's going to know, he's going to know that, you know, it's Latoelis. But if you have somebody who doesn't know the halacha, he's going to say, oh, gosh. This guy's father. Oh, there's another Jew who has, uh, you know, there, there they are again. The, that community with a bunch of blah 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 blah. That's what he's asking. So you're right. From the giver, that that it's important for a person to to talk about whatever he has to talk about. But the, we're talking about the receiver, which the person has to be careful. Okay, Hashem should help us. Hashem should protect us that we're able to know who to talk to. We're able to be very careful, especially when it comes to a non-Jew or somebody who, if we're going to be expressing whatever we're expressing to, which is very important. It's very important for a person to express himself to somebody and talk things out. But you have to be careful who it is that you are talking to. Hashem should protect us and help us. should help us know who to talk to, how to talk to that person, and what to say, and how to say it, and that, Emir Tzashem, will help us all heal whatever we need to heal from and re- recognize, ultimately, to recognize, ultimately, that it's upon us to fix our problems. It's really upon each and every one of us to fix our problems. Obviously, we could ask people to help us, and we need people to help us and to guide us and to help us understand who we are to help us understand what our problems are. But ultimately, it, it, it is, at the end of the day, it is upon you to say no, to say yes, to work on the things that you have to work on. At the end of the day, anything that you experience through other people is really a reflection of who you are. It's really a reflection of what you're going through, who you are, right? A bitter person is going to see everything bitter around them. Everybody, someone who's negative is going to see negativity all around them, right? A person who's more positive and a person who's more loving, suddenly he can love other people. So the goal is to really create and build the love within yourself as far as who you are. And that only happens when you stop talking about other people. When you think that your answers are in someone else, that's in itself the problem. Just like when you think your problem is in someone else. If you think it's your father who's your problem, that in itself, that thought in itself is the problem. 
When you think it's somebody else who's the problem, that thought itself is the problem. That is the problem. So when a person, what Lashon Hara does, when a person stops talking Lashon Hara, it forces him to deal with what he truly has to deal with, and that is himself. So Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha to have the courage, have the strength, have the ability. Yes, El Yaakov. There's a quote that pretty much summarizes exactly what you just said. When things change in you, things change around you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Yakum. And I want to just add to the quote, it's that when I change things within me, which is true, the way for things to change within me is by me, right, as Moshe said, is me make, being the change I want to see in myself. That's what I need to do to make that change. And that change is so powerful as opposed to, oh, when my mommy changes, when my daddy changes, when my wife changes, when my boss changes, when my neighbor changes, when my children change, when my whatever changes. No, no, no. When my thinking changes. When my thinking changes. When my, when my understanding of myself changes. That's when, when I'm going to be free from all of my problems. And that's the power of Lashon Hara. The power of Lashon Hara is, is that we think, whoa, is we think that the problem is outside of us. We think the problem is outside of us, and then people concur to that. Oh, that guy is such an idiot, and he talks to us, that's why, that's why I'm in a bad mood. Yeah, me too. He does that to me too. Yeah, it's the traffic, it's the traffic that puts me in a bad mood. Yeah, the traffic... Put me in a bad mood. Right, exactly. Meaning you weren't in a bad mood before. And nothing else would put you in a bad mood. It was only the traffic that puts you in a bad mood. So no, no, you have bad mood inside of you. Okay, Hashem should help us. Hashem should help us all to be zocha, to, to have the strength to not, to, not, to not lie to ourselves, to think and to delude ourselves, to think that... that uh, that we need other things outside of us to change in order for our life to be better. And to realize that we can make our life better by being the change that we want to, that we want to be. Bezaz Hashem. Us and all the Jewish people, we should be zochah not to speak Lashon Hara, we should be to learn Hilchus Lashon Hara every day of our life. To always learn Hilchus Lashon Hara, like Rabbi Tzvi said, tell, the, tell everybody now. You said it before, tell Rabbi, Rabbi Tzvi, say, tell what you said. No, I said that this thing is changing families that my kids started uh, taking upon themselves five minutes a day not to talk Lashonara and, uh, and just uh, when I'm with my kids I'm constantly saying words that the, the Rav teaches us like you know let's focus on us not, let's not focus on other people right it's a game changer if my kids could start learning now and we're ahead of the game of people that are married then these kids are going to be different exactly exactly when you would think Shkoyach Rabbi Tzvi I want to say something. If you guys are committed, if everybody here is committed to say, when you're going to date your wife, and the primary conversation with your wife, with the girl you're dating, is going to be that this is the type of house that I want to have, you will be able to see from the girl, right? It's one of the things that, that I ask guys when they're ready to get married, right? What is your, the girl you're dating, is she somebody who is on the same page with you? There are some people who like talking about other people. If she is someone who likes talking about other people, run away from her. Run away from her like you run away from fire. 
if she's someone who, I didn't say if she's someone who sometimes talks about other people, we all do, we all are nechshol, sometimes we do that. But if she enjoys and you see she gets her, you know, there's some people yanta. who you sit, a yenta. There's some people who sit there and they get, and a guy could be a yenta too. Yeah. A guy could be a yenta, I don't know if that's a, a, a masculine term or not. For the Yiddish speakers, I don't know, yenta. A yenta, what? Yens, yeah, okay, right. right. So you have a guy also. You ever go to a you ever go to a family, a table, you speak to someone, and the whole entire conversation is about other people. The whole entire conversation is about everybody else, right? You got to be crazy. Shoot me before I'm shoot me before that's my house. I'm being serious. I'm don't we would not even be able to have one meal like that. They're sitting around and talking about other people, even talking about other people for good. I'm saying sit around and just. And just talk about everybody else. It's like, makes me nauseous. Okay, Hashem should help us. I'm being serious. I promise. Ugh, gross. If she likes it, talking about other people, she's working. Yeah, okay, Yeah, usually they don't go. Usually it doesn't. Uh, yeah, usually it doesn't go together like that. Okay, Hashem should help us all. We should be zocha, mamish. Each and every one of us should be zocha to uh, to fix our mouth, and through that it'll fix our inside that's where it begins your mouth is your is the beginning of your of fixing who you are Hashem should help us and all the Jewish people okay um, today, today I want to talk about six things we're beginning Parak uh, we spoke about it a little bit before about acquiring acquiring Hasidus Hasidus it's not about being chasidish. It's nothing to do with being chasidish. Chasidus means that I build a relationship with Hashem. I want to serve Hashem. I don't have to serve Hashem, but I want to serve Hashem. I don't have to have a relationship with Hashem. I want to have a relationship with Hashem. I don't have to do mitzvahs. I don't have to do to uh, stay away from averus. I want to do mitzvahs. I want to do the right thing. I want to become a more mature person, as, as, I, as I've said many times, right? This is called graduating. Many people never graduate. Many people just stay in high school. Many people stay in elementary school their whole life. Graduating and upgrading your maturity level to become a giver, to become somebody who has relationships. It's all about relationships. Life is all about Relationships. It's about your relationship with your wife, your relationship with your children, your relationship with your boss, your relationship with the world. Obviously, your relationship with Hashem. And that is a very, very deep thing. And it's the most important thing. Because if you have a good relationship with Hashem, and you're able to access and build a relationship with Hashem, and building a relationship with Hashem is like building a relationship with your wife. It's over time. It's over time, and it's over time, and it's over time. And you want, and you want it to be, I could say on a personal level, right, married for 26 years, Baruch Hashem, I could say, Baruch Hashem, I could say, I could say, and I'm proud to say, and I know Rabbi Tzvi is married 10 years, right? And you could say is that it gets better and better and stronger and stronger and stronger if you work at it. If you keep and the main if, thing. The if main you keep thing. the main thing. Thank you, Rabbi Tzvi. If you keep that something that you work on, it gets better and better. And like anything, guess what? If you don't work on it, then it'll get worse and worse and worse. If you don't work on it, then you'll probably grow that way as opposed to that way. And the more you work on it, same thing with Hashem. It's all a muscle. It's all a metaphor. 
You don't work on your relationship with Hashem, so you stay in your corner, he stays in his corner. And Baruch Hashem, you guys just graduated high school, or you didn't graduate high school, you left high school, or whatever, whatever happened, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that you reach a certain age, and that age, right, you begin to divorce yourself from your parents, not in a bad way. You begin to say, okay, I'm not that baby child anymore. I'm not a little baby anymore. And that's very painful. Very painful to leave your parents. You can have people who are 40, 50, 60 years old who are still talking about their mommy and their daddy and the love and the this that they never got. I never got it. And all they talk about, and they have trauma from that. And that's terrible. It's terrible for a person. There's an amazing quote. Amazing quote that uh, somebody sent me. An amazing, amazing quote. I just sent it to someone actually last night. Um, and the quote is, oh, it's unbelievable, right? The quote is that, um, sorry, one second. Whoa. Um, Many people are actually afraid to heal because their entire identity is centered around the trauma they've experienced. They have no idea who they are outside of trauma and that unknown feeling can be terrifying, right? which is incredible. So what does that mean? A person, a person can be afraid to grow up. They're afraid to grow up because they want to sort of... Familiar pain. Um, familiar pain, exactly. They want to have their familiar pain. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because let's begin with step number one that the Ramchal says. The first thing the Ramchal says which is very, very important, and his words are, is, How much time, oh, Gavriel, I just, you heard my, the quote, I just spoke the quote, I just said the quote, yeah, that people are, are, are willing, they don't want to, they don't want to move forward, people want to stay in high school, they want to stay in elementary school, they want to stay, they want to stay, in that state of not being a giver, not having a relationship with Hashem. I'd rather just say, Hashem, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. Right? Like people when they get married, right? They don't want to have, and people have trouble with that. If you have trouble with intimacy, you have trouble building relationships, it takes time. You have to learn about that. You have to learn how to have relationships. You have to learn how to be vulnerable. You have to learn how to, how to talk. You have to learn how to not be perfect. And it's something that you keep on going. You keep on going your whole life. Your whole life. I, 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 don't, I, haven't, I haven't found within myself at any point in my life yet where I'm like, okay, there, there isn't this I still have to work on and this I still have to work on. And there are things that I'm still connected. I say this all the time. Whenever I go back to America, I feel like I'm a kid again. When I go back home, I feel like, you know, I even said, when I go back home, when I go back home, what does that mean? Well, I was thinking in my mind, when I said, I'm going back home, I'm thinking of my parents' house. Right? So I'm saying, that's the, that's the depth of being a child, is home is that. And that's normal. It's normal. But if you don't learn to break away from that, and you don't learn to become independent, and you don't understand what that means to be independent, and independent begins by thinking. Independent begins by being independent. And you guys have a major challenge. This generation has a major challenge. That is the influence of the outside world has 
is very, very powerful because of the amount of time that people are brainwashed from the outside world. There's a lot of influence of the outside world. So how much time of yourself do you have to think about your life? It's one of the beautiful things that we have about being on the Moshav, is the fact that a person can have quiet. It's one of the beautiful things about Shabbos. It's a lot of times why people have trouble keeping Shabbos, and they have to be on their phones, because they can't spend time with themselves. They're scared to think about themselves. Why? Because they've never, ever, ever thought about themselves. They've never had a time to think about, what is God, and who am I? Am I going to die one day? One of the best, healthiest things to think about, I know it's going to sound crazy, is to think about death. It's a very healthy thing. You know why? Because we're all going to die. And you don't know when you're going to die. And it's a very, very good thing to think about the fact that, what is death? What's going to happen to me when I die? What am I investing in? Am I investing in my physical life? Or am I investing in something bigger than that? And to think about the fact that Hashem is, was here, is here, will be here. I want to be connected to Melech, Malcha, Amlacha, Makarish Baruch Because one day, I'm not going to have hunger uh, feelings. One day, I'm not going to have my desires. One day, who am I going to be? Who is that? Where is my, where is my life headed? How fast is my life headed to where? And a person assuming he's going to live till 120. You don't know how long you're going to live. You can live till 40. You can live till 50. You can live till 60. You can live till 30. Who the heck knows? Only Hashem knows. You don't know how long you're going to live. So the first thing is to realize that you're, that you're mortal, that you will die. Hashem is infinite. And to understand what that relationship is. And to understand that you're a neshama. But to think about it. When else does a person have to think about it? Say, oh, okay, I'm going to YouTube it. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. No, think about it. He says straight out. The Ramchal says straight out. You must spend time. You must spend time thinking about life and death. Thinking about who Hashem is. We're in the beginning of Parach Hafalaf. Yehuda, I'm going to say all of basically the first paragraph till we get to Ach Mafsidi Achsidi. So that's number one. Number two. Number two, gratitude and love. Gratitude and love. What does that mean? When a person recognizes and says, When a person realizes, when a person realizes, we had a great line over Shabbos in the old city, I spoke a little bit about this, and um, Simcha Ekhaus, Chaim Ekhaus's brother, had this amazing, had this amazing line. You guys ready for this line? What are we talking about here? We're talking about the motivation to connect to Hashem. I want to be motivated to connect to Hashem. Who doesn't want to be motivated to do mitzvahs? Who doesn't want to be motivated to jump out in the morning and get out of bed without setting your alarm clock, like I've said? I'm going to wait for my $15 alarm clock to wake me up. That's what I value myself. I'm going to wake up my alarm clock. I want to be excited in my day. As David Amalek says, he didn't let the, the dawn wake him up. He woke up the dawn. Somebody who has purpose, someone who has mission, someone who's motivated. You're going to love this, Mayor. Did you hear this yet? Ready for this line? He said it on the spot. Motivation is Malushan motivation. When you have Hodah, it's very good for Hanukkah. And why is it? And I said a diak in what he said. I said a diak and he says, no one calls it motivation. It's motivation. You would think you would spell it with a D. Modevish. It's a great way to remember. 
if I'm not motivated, if I'm not motivated, I'm not motivated. You know why I'm not motivated? Ready for this one? This is going to sting. This is going to sting, but stinging is good because stinging means we're getting to something. If I'm not motivated, it means that I don't have gratitude. And it means that I'm a ingrate, and I'm a person who doesn't realize how much Hashem loves me, and how many chances Hashem has given me, and how much Hashem gives me, and how much Hashem pours upon me, and how much He's giving, gives, and will continue to give. And the more a person has gratitude, and the more a person, as the Ramchal says, when a person realizes that Hashem is literally, and this is the third thing, the first thing is thinking, spending time thinking. The second thing is having thanks and realizing that Hashem has given me and gives me and has given me everything. What am I missing? I have everything. That's why when people are down, you go to the hospital, you go visit someone who's your age who's in the hospital. Go visit someone like that, you'll walk out of there skipping. You'll walk out of there the happiest guy in the world. I mean, you'll be sad, but you'll be happy. You'll be like, okay, why am I laying in bed? Why am I laying in bed? Why am I doing nothing? Why am I doing nothing? When, why did Hashem make me healthy? So I could, be, so I could do stupid things? That's why Hashem made me happy? That, that, that made, me, made, made me healthy? Yes? I don't think we have to go so far. I, I can talk for myself after surgery on my knee. And I think anybody who wants to know what it is to appreciate, ask anyone who's got lots of guys who broke their legs here. After they got their cats off, I don't know, I appreciate my legs so much now. Like, I jump, I run randomly. Like, not even in my running. Just, like, all of a sudden start, like, jumping up because, like, I could. So, like, you know, you don't have to go so far, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Beautiful, beautiful. So true. The third thing, yeah? I appreciate something is to lose it. Right? Well, 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 right. So, so you don't, right, right, right. So, right. So what Moshe is saying is that unfortunately, 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 we don't appreciate something until we don't have it. But, but, but when a person realizes, and a person is able to realize that he... Let, let, me, let, me, uh, let me see how I could explain this. When you wake up in the morning, right? And this is the beauty of the way Hashem created the, 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 us and the world. And you say, Pokeach Ivrim. And you say, thank you, Hashem, for my eyes. Thank you, Hashem, that I can walk. So what you realize is, is that you, you are now getting it again. The reason that we don't, we don't appreciate the things we have is because we don't recognize that it is a gift from Hashem. And Hashem is giving it to us today. He's giving it to us this morning. Hashem is giving us everything right now. It's not that He gave it to us, and therefore I still have it now. No, Hashem is giving it to me now. He's giving me life now. He's giving me my brain right now. He's giving me my ability to, to use my fingers, to use my brain, to use my ears, it's to walk. Not, it's not, not just, what? Not, not taking it back. He's giving, He's giving it, to it to you now. Exactly. He's giving it to you now. When a person realizes that, so he says, okay, how, do I, how can I give back? If someone came to you every day and gave you $1,000 and brought a present for you, $1,000, and gave it to you in your hands, you would say, whoa, thank you. That's part of the problem with credit cards, right? Your parents put money in the account and you swipe the credit cards. If you ever get cash, 
you could swipe three hundred dollars. If you ever get cash, you're like, oh wow, the cash is more. Right? It's one of the uh, problems of credit cards is that credit cards money just becomes in the air when you get right when you get a, a, a pile of cash when you right you write a check you deposit it to the account. I don't know how sophisticated everybody here is, but basically there's direct deposit, whatever it is. When you're counting cash, you're like, whoa, look what I have. You appreciate it much more. Yeah, Rabbi Simkaraba. Yeah, I'm just really happy to hear all this stuff. But um, yes. in the Gemara, it says, why didn't God give the Jews all their money at the beginning of the year? Why, right. why did he have to every day. every day? And it says, because if he did that, then we'd all become koifim. Exactly. And it's like, it's just like exactly what you're saying. Like, if you're... When you get it all in one clump, like you forget who's giving it to you, forget everything. Correct. And then you get it day by day, it's like, oh, there's a relationship. Right. Like, we have to... Exactly. Beautiful Rav Simkarab. I want to say something. I want to say something what Rav Simkarab is saying. That's the importance of the modevation. The modevation is, is that when you say, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a new one, just fresh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not for me. It's Simcha Ekhaus. Mode said it's motivation. It's not motivation. Motivation. That, well, that's from the Ramchal. The Masil Shisharm says that. So when you go ahead and you say, Wow, thank you, Hashem. That's why a person says, You wake up in the morning. That's what you're supposed to do. You get out of bed. You, 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 you can see. So that's the mun. You're saying, thank you, Hashem. But if I don't thank Hashem, it's like, of course. This was here the whole year. It's going to be here the whole year. No, it's not. How do you know? <coughs> When I started, like, I started trying to understand what happened when I heard about all these things. So I started, when I come, when I wake up in the morning, I get out of bed, I start walking to Yeshiva, I have a couple minutes to think. So every day when I walk, I say, like, good morning to Hashem, and I just thank Him for, like, because I was laying in bed, and I was, like, half dead, and Hashem gave me life again, and I woke up out of my closet, and there was, like, there was tons of clothing there, and, like, when I come, I start, like, asking for help throughout my day, and, like, it helps me so much because, like, every day, like, we go, we go throughout our days and like we wake up and like just continue our day. But like Hashem tells me good morning, He gives me a present, He's smiling, and He's so happy to see me. And I just like, like I just walk right by Him, and then I walk into the base measures and I'm like, yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking like that's fun talking to Him. But I'm thinking about the pizza shop and what's for lunch. And then like, it's like if you just stop for a second, like Hashem will wake you up, and, like turn around and say thank you, Hashem, good morning, like thank you for waking me up. And it Beautiful. 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 Amazing. So, so Ellie, so just to say what Ellie, what Ellie just described to all of us, what you just, Ellie, what I want to say, what you just described to us is what the Masil Shisharim tells us how to reach a level of wanting to do for Hashem, having a relationship with Hashem. You just described live what it is to exactly what the Ramchal says. And when you realize that Hashem, and this is what he says, the second thing is, he says, obviously this gratitude the, the, and, and love, and realizing how much Hashem loves you. Why, why is it gratitude and love together? Because when you realize that everything you have is from Hashem, that He gave it to you. Love means giving. Love is giving. That's what love is. So why does Hashem give us so much? Because He loves you so much. And the more you realize how much you have, the more you realize how much Hashem loves you. Why do people say, oh, Hashem hates me? Oh, Hashem doesn't. Because you don't realize how much He gives to you. When you realize, yes, please. In a deep way, Hashem protects us. Toby. Toby. Yeah. I, I'm saying in a deep way, Hashem protects us. 
because if someone's constantly he wants to make money, but the second he'll make money, he'll forget about it, right. or he'll start becoming a show off. Right. So God's like, you're not gonna get it. And he get, like we said, if we keep people keep on whining when they have a beautiful family, they keep on whining that we don't have money. And Chas v'Shalom, Hashem will say, you think I'll give you a sick kid Chas v'Shalom, and then you'll appreciate. Right, and you don't want to wait to that. Correct. Yes. Is to if you work on sustaining money and doing Chesed and not being a Balgaiva, you'll become a vessel, right. and Hashem will give it. Beautiful, 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 amazing. So true. So true. So true. So true. A whiner and a complainer will always be a whiner and a complainer. That's the bottom line. If you're complaining now and you don't work on not complaining now, oh boy, you'll have more to complain about when you get married and you have kids and you have your job.